Hey everybody, this is the June episode of the podcast Think Global. And here at Think Global, we believe that the world is our home and strangers can become friends and friends become family. Anyway, back with you again. Uh, I'm Tim Davis and you are? I'm Jonathan Smith. John, nice to see you again, man. Nice to see um, you. Here we are. Uh, it's already June. Kind of hard to believe. And man, Crazy. like this is the sixth month in 2023. Oh my gosh. I hadn't really thought about it that way. Seriously. Halfway through. Nearly We're halfway pretty through. much halfway through 2023. Unbelievable. And uh, summer is upon us and all the plans of summer vacations, getaways, road trips, flying. It's all happening. Wow. It sure is. That's all. It's going to be a busy summer for all of us. Yeah. Exciting. Good stuff. And um, now that you've told me we're halfway through the year already, that sort of sends me into a tailspin. Yeah. We have a lot. (laughs) We have a lot to do in the rest of the year. (laughs) All right. Well, we better plan well. So let's get on with this podcast. And again, thank you for listening in. Uh, We appreciate you guys. Um, Count you as friends and family. So we are grateful for all the time that we spend together via this podcast. I think our only listeners are actually friends and family, but no, come on. I hope some, we have some strangers out there who will become our they friends. They will become friends and then, oh, and then become family. There you go. That's what we're after. Anyway. All right. Uh, we have an interesting topic to tackle today and it seems very appropriate um, as we think about how fast time is flying. Mm. And this, um, this idea came out of a news magazine I was reading lately, uh, Warren Buffett at a recent conference, was asked by a 15-year-old about some of the best wisdom that he's ever had in life, like like pass on some information, wisdom to me as a 15-year-old. And uh, Warren Buffett responded with a Latin phrase that is simply uh, memento mori, which means remember death, Hmm. remember the reality of death. And um, the way Warren Buffett put it uh, to this kid was, you should write your obituary and figure out how to live up to it. The whole idea is starting with the end in mind and then working backwards to visualize what the end looks like and what you want to be Hmm. said about you. So, John, that's the topic today of living life with the end in view. Yeah, you know, it seems like a heavy topic because we're saying think about the end right. <laughs> of your life yeah. and, and then work backwards to make sure you live up with it, uh, live up to it. And it is kind of a heavy topic in a sense because um, you know, death can hit home for a lot of people yeah. in different ways. Right. I mean, people are walking through a lot of different circumstances that we might be unaware of, but uh, we do want to figure out how do we live our life in such a way that by the time we get to the end of it, there are no regrets and and we've and we've lived up to what we were hoping to right. to aspire. And you know, Warren Buffett's not the only person to ever right. say that. And that's what you and I were talking about as we planned this. Was that's not unique to Warren Buffett. But what I find is that it is common among uh, people who've lived a lot of life and who have seen um, success, whatever that. Sometimes monetary success, sometimes philanthropic success, sometimes influential success. But whatever they've seen success, and that would be one of their takeaways. Is, I looked at what I wanted to be remembered by, and I reverse engineered my life 
to fulfill that. Right. And actually, before we look at those other quotes, because we yeah. want to, because there are great quotes out there on this very subject, but, you know, comment on what you made, you said, like, um, it, it can feel like a sober, somber kind of thing. But the reality is, when, when we actually look at it uh, with wisdom the way we should, what it does is makes today much more livable, yeah. much more enjoyable, much more fulfilling. So, Though it feels somber, it produces a ton of wisdom right. by which to live today. Right. And that's that's the end of it all. That's right. what we're after. So, all right, let's start those uh, the list of those. Uh, why don't you start that? Yeah. So, uh, this is going back a few years ago. The first time I heard this was um, I was doing like a, a coaching, I'll call it a coaching exercise or as a course or something like that online uh, by an author, now business coach named Donald Miller. Yep. Uh, people know he wrote... He came on the scene many, many years ago with a book called Blue Like Jazz. That's kind of put him up on, on the platform. But he's since become a business coach. And uh, he had this whole exercise that I did. And he literally, it's from memory, so I might be getting it wrong. But what I remember was he wanted you to write down what age you expect to die. And then calculate how many years you have left from your age now to what number you just wrote down. And then that exercise of writing your obituary. If you had to write your obituary or write the, the the speech someone gives about you at your funeral, what would you write? And then the rest of the exercise is kind of re- <clears throat> reverse engineering that to like, okay, how do you live up to that? You know, if you've got 40 more years or 30 more years, however many more years based on the number that you wrote, and that's your obituary, how are you going to get there in the next 30 years mm-hmm. or whatever the number is? Right. So anyway, that was from Donald Miller. He He talks about that in his business coaching. Yeah. Which makes us then live today like we should. Right. Right. And the, another uh, quote, and this one I really love because it's, it's almost surprising, yeah. but it was something that uh, was used, I believe, in an address by Steve Jobs uh, at mm. uh, you know, Stanford University. Um, and, um, and it's also quoted in that article about Warren Buffett. And, you know, the world knows Steve Jobs now. I mean, renowned for Apple. Right. And, um, and anyway, he had, this, uh, he had this saying that I thought was pretty powerful. And it, and it actually, it, it makes a ton of sense. And it says that Steve Jobs basically every day would look in the mirror and he would ask himself this question. If today was my last day, would I be doing what I'm doing? Mm. Um, believing that that helped him do uh, what mattered mm. and to live his day for that which would really matter. All right. And yeah. also, the, you know, the Bible speaks a lot about this. Well, it does. I mean, but also, you know, there's another, many people are familiar with this book. That's why I want to mention it. The book, uh, Seven Habits of Highly yes. Effective People. Yes. That's yes. a pretty ubiquitous book. A lot of people have heard of that book. But um, the the second of the seven habits is to begin with the end in mind. Right. And uh, the author of that is a guy named Stephen Covey. Yeah. Right. But, um, but his second habit is begin with the end in mind. And that's exactly what we're talking about. Right. I mean, you could extrapolate that. And that is beginning with the end of mind. I'm actually reading another book by him about currently reading it, which wasn't really related to this podcast, but just so happens to coincide is that he's talking about writing your life mission statement. Yeah. So businesses have mission statements, organizations right. have mission statements, but do you have a life mission statement? And so this whole book is about writing your life mission statement, right. but he's really extrapolating that second habit. Right. He's, he's saying, if you're going to begin with the end in mind, the end is how you want to be remembered your mission statement and working toward that. So anyway, that's very interesting. But yeah, the, there's also a lot from the Bible, oh, yeah. from Scripture. And yeah, and those out who are out there and spend time in the Bible, you're going you're gonna to recognize these. But I, I think there's, a, there's just a ton of um, 
you know, information here just to contemplate and think about. But one of them I, I really appreciate, and that is from Psalm 90, verse 12, where one translation puts it this way, teach us to realize the brevity of life. And I think that's the whole point is like, life is short. We un- want to understand the brevity of life. And if mm. life is brief, and we know it is, again, we talked about the fact that it's already the sixth month of 2023, time is flying by. Your little baby is now a little toddler. Um, and I'm no longer just a parent of children. I'm a grandparent of grandchildren. I mean, time flies by quickly, and we all agree with that. And so that's what the Psalm 90 is teaching is that uh, life is brief, and we need to understand that, and we need to realize that. One of my favorite texts on this from the Bible um, comes from Ecclesiastes hmm. um, chapter 7, uh, verse 2. I love uh, one of the translations um, that that render it this way. It is better to go to a house of mourning uh, than to go to a house of feasting, for death is the destiny of everyone, and the living should take this to heart. Or, as the message puts it, it's this way, you learn more at a funeral than at a feast. After all, that's where we'll end up. We might discover something from it. I love that. Like, uh, it's better to be in a place of soberness and somberness, uh, the end of life, because it makes us learn like what life is all about. Often mm-hmm. at a feast, you're not even thinking about tomorrow. Right. It's just for the moment. And that's right. why the writer of Ecclesiastes, wisdom, which is what that means, uh, says it's better to go to a funeral than to go to a party. Wow. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Anyway. All right. We move on to some research that's been done in this area. Yeah. Because- Warren Buffett didn't come up with it, oh. and we certainly didn't That's right. think all these great things. I mean, I'm smarter than I look, but... You are. I don't... <laughs> I agree with you, John. <laughs> uh, no, but there is some research yeah. around this topic and um, how it actually aids um, in thinking about life and and living life today with the most fulfillment because you're, right. you're thinking with the end in mind. Let's okay. talk about the comfort crisis on this. Cause you both, you and I both did a podcast on the comfort crisis. Yeah. That was a while back. Yes. If anybody wants to Great dig, book. dig through the archives and find that yeah. podcast episode. But there is a book called the comfort crisis by Michael Easter. Yes. And, uh, gosh, we did that. What? Eight months ago, yeah. about a year ago, probably right. close to it. But, um, anyway, he just for brief context on this particular part, you have to read the whole book, but he visited Bhutan. Yes. Which is, is known as one of the happiest uh, cultures in the world, yes. happiest countries in the world. Um, but he visited there and he vis- visited some, is it Bhutanese? Bhutan yeah. Yeah. Buddhists. Yeah. Um, it's a mouthful. I have to slow down to say yeah. that. So um, some Buddhist in Bhutan. Yeah. How about, that's a better way to say it. Um, and he just learned from them of why are they so happy? And, um, Basically, they keep death at the forefront of their minds. Right. I thought that was so interesting that, right. um, you know, what, what do they talk about? That they they know a cliff is coming right. and they keep that cliff in mind. And that's how they live their days, knowing right. there's a cliff coming. That's right. That's right. And we tend to be the opposite. We yeah. avoid the cliff, even thoughts of the cliff, and, and we end up buying insurance to protect us from the cliff. And yet, a part of what helps them in their living is realizing the end is coming. Hmm. How do I live now? Yeah. So that's just a it's a cultural thing they they do. It's it's who they are in their religion. Yeah. But it, it's a basic point of life, and that is thinking about death 
helps us. And I love the um, the points by David Brooks in his uh, book, The Road to Character. Um, and I love this contract. He says, uh, the resume virtues, speaking about a resume, that's yeah. this like this life. The resume virtues are the ones you list on your resume, the skills that you bring to the job market and that contribute to external success. So he looks at that yeah. very temporary, very here and now kind of resume, and he contrasts it with the eulogy virtues. Hmm. He says the eulogy virtues are deeper. They're the virtues that get talked about at your funeral, the ones that exist at the core of your being, whether you are kind, brave, honest, or faithful, what kind of relationships you formed while you were here. Hmm. And those are the things that will be remembered, not simply a resume, but rather the virtues that we've shown in life and, and doing because we know the end uh, is in sight. So I love that from David Brooks. Uh, he's a good writer anyway. Yeah, that's, you know, and I, and I think you and I would probably agree if we, had to, if we had to just off the cuff say one of those virtues, it would be the very thing this podcast is about, which is looking at the world as our home and yes. where, where friends become family. Right. Like that's what we want. We, I want to end my life and feel like I've, I have been a part of a global community right. where these people in these cultures, they were once strangers, but I learned their culture. We shared some commonality and they became friends. Right. And over time they became family. And right. I think, um, I, I didn't know that was going to be a virtue 20 years ago, maybe even 15 years right. ago. But at this point, I'm like, that's one thing I want, right. I want to be known by is that I was a part of a a global community of friends and family. Right. Yeah, I think the the reality of the end, the reality of that cliff and embracing that, what that does is just remind us of what's really important in life. Right. And um and the fact that we are a part of this world. Um and it takes us that that kind of virtue takes us beyond a zip code in which we live. Right. That we live in a, in, a, in a big world mm-hmm. on a small planet made up of people who who are born, they live, they die. And uh, our investment in that world, our investment in those people really does matter. Mm. Uh, just this past weekend, you know, as we wrap this up, John, uh, just this past weekend, we, we heard the news of the passing of someone who really has had a lot of influence in the lives of so many people. And I know in my life and in your life as well, we've read his books. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked about his, uh, the quotes that he has. Um, and he's he's been a very significant man um, mm-hmm. in in our world. His name is Tim Keller, and uh, that it was it was a sad moment to to realize that Tim Keller um, had passed away mm-hmm. uh, after such a very meaningful, impactful uh, life and legacy that he leaves behind. Um, and as I went to Google, did some searches on it, uh, came up some very fascinating stuff. Things that um, I thought was uh, pretty incredible. Um, one of the things he said to a friend in an email uh, as he was writing, he was talking about the, the diagnosis of pancreatic cancer, uh, talking about the fact of um, the reality now that that time was very brief. There was a limited amount of time left. There was something he said in that email that I thought was very profound, and it was this. Uh, he wrote to this friend, but with this diagnosis, basically with a diagnosis of death, hmm. I finally have complete freedom, hmm. which I thought was like profound. Like um, most of us, the diagnosis of 
of cancer or of dying uh, creates panic or so many other different responses emotionally. And, and it's challenging. It's tough. Uh, and we don't want to under, undermine that or uh, diminish that because it is real and it's very challenging. But just the fact that here's this guy who wrote this, that I have found finally complete freedom. And, and what he meant by that is he goes on to say, I can say no to everything now. Once you have cancer, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> Tim Keller knew that he was free to focus on those things that were most important that really would last forever, those things that are eternal. And uh, from that, I take a lesson in my own life. Like, what are the important things? Like, where, where am I kind of wasting my time? Um, how can I live better? Uh, what are the relationships I need to pour into? Who are the people who, who matter that I need to, uh, to give time to? What are the things I need to say no to that really beyond this life don't matter? And so I was profoundly impacted by by that. And this writer says that Tim, in these last few months, has been fully alive, mm. even though daily dying with cancer. So mm. anyway, it's just very profound. Mm. And that all together with what Warren Buffett said to this 15-year-old, what Steve Jobs would ask himself of when he looked at the mirror, like, if this was for my last day on planet Earth, is this what I would be doing? Uh, all of that, I think, points to the wisdom that comes from the Bible. And that is, um, that life is brief. Mm -hmm. It's a vapor. It's a mist. It doesn't last long. And therefore, make wise choices about what you give yourself to, what you spend your time on, um, what what you do with your life. Yeah. It's a big deal. Yeah. How you want to be remembered. That's right. Because uh, we'll all be remembered for something right. by somebody, whether it be their clo our closest family. Not everybody's going to be remembered globally like a guy like tim keller but right. we're all remembered by somebody but how yeah. so how do you want to be remembered right. and i think those eulogy virtues are what you're right. after very few not many people are going to be remembered by their resume virtues that's right that's right <laughs> you know yeah they're gonna be remembered by their eulogy virtues. yeah so, so whether it looks like actually sitting down and writing your eulogy or your obituary or just thinking about it as a as your own life mission statement right. but what does it look like to take a few inner deep moments and think what are those eulogy virtues if you will that i hope i'm remembered by right. down the road and then figure out how to reverse engineer your life to get there right you know and it's not i hope to buy a big house that's not right. a eulogy virtue. that's right you, you know but but what are the really deeper what he says those are deeper what are the right. deep things and uh and figure out how to aim your life toward those things and right. as uh, michael easter points out those people end up living the happiest. Right. Or Buffett points so, yeah. that out. Steve Jobs points that out. You know, yeah. so it's a good thing. Yep. It's a very good thing. It's a thing. great thing. Hey, you know what it just reminded me of? Sure. Uh, yesterday, I got a resume from someone uh -huh. and they brought the resume covered in a folder. Hmm. And that's actually what resumes are all about covering them in a folder and just, you know, that's it. Um, whereas the virtues of life are what's seen, what people experience, the kindness of people. Um, the virtues that come out of individuals of of caring and of of giving generously yeah. and things that really matter. Yeah. And that's what this is all about. Yeah. And then, you know, and that's actually you read a lot of articles about Tim Keller and I did I did as well. And and a lot of the things I was reading was people people that knew him personally yeah. were saying, um, as much as he was a great writer, a great mm -hmm. author, a great pastor, what stood out was he was those things, but he was even more so humble right. and kind 
and even fun. He had a great sense of humor. Yep. People say, I read one person say, oh, if you think he was a great writer, you should have seen his sense of humor. Right. You know, I right, thought right. that that's so cool. That's right. And that's what people remember yeah. right there. Yeah. So that's good. All right. Well, anyway, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, this is, again, uh, the uh, June podcast of Think Global. We're glad you've uh, listened in. Um, let us know uh, if you have any thoughts, any topics you want us to cover. Um, but until July, I'm Tim and Jonathan, and we are going to sign off again. The world is our home where strangers become friends and friends become family. 